The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones. I'm your host, Chris Chavez, joined as always by, he's still my mayor, Sean Fritz. Ooh, yes, yes. I'm I'm yours and 54 other people's. What's up, dude? Uh, choice for mayor. <laughs> now, you might um, say that's low. That's high. <laughs> what's going on, dude? How's it going? Uh, fresh off of a uh, fa- unfortunate failed election. But that's okay. Because Dude, it was successful if you think about the amount of people still. Like you said, it's a it was pretty high. You know, well, what I, mean? I didn't. Cons- and I didn't tell you. Yeah, I didn't tell you that we had. So, if if you are under a rock or just started listening, um, I ran for mayor of my town. Yeah, I live in a very tiny town of twenty seven hundred people, and there's not usually a lot of high, uh, voter turnout. The last so two years ago for the presidential cycle which was also, uh, you know, there was uh, national elections as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was just solely for town council and mayor. Um, that happened the other night. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but two years ago, there were 131 people that came out to vote. That's the highest voter turnout to that point. Here we go. When Sean Fritz's name was on the ballot, there were Ooh, 134 people that came out to vote. Boom. The highest voter turnout ever in the town. That's Boom. right. You can, you can snip this out as a Jeff Chris. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, dude. So oh. because of me, there was a higher voter turnout. I think so. I you're, say uh, so. I have to say you're welcome. Exactly. I don't know for what? But exactly. Yeah. You brought you brought a new vigor to did. politics in your town, dude. 12 votes separated. This is the way we've always done it. And this is the way that we should start thinking about things. Yeah. Well, you know what? When when it doesn't go their way, don't come crying. Don't come crying. Because you know what? He's got better things to do, bro. He has, he's got better. He's got to watch Malignant. So uh, yeah, I have 10 more minutes of my life <laughs> now, now that I'm not in, engaged in politics for the next two years. <laughs> oh, man. Um. No, dude, it's still a, p- a pretty big deal. The fact that you, you know, you had something that you wanted to do, you, you, you almost pulled it off, bro. That could that that have been cool. And in an alternate universe, you did, right? Mm-hmm. And which, in which that universe, that be? and that one, you're like, you know what, Chris, I can't even talk to you anymore. I'm a mayor yeah, I'm too now. Big for you. I'm a mayor, I'm too bro. Big. You know what the mayor's salary is in this town? No, it's a hundred bucks a month, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Wow, dude, you got to do that shit out of the goodness of your heart, then. It's like a, it's like a gas stipend. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, 
that happened, right? Um, we are. I'm just going to get into it because I mentioned it that we we're talking malignant. So yeah, that's the movie we are this week talking about malignant. I'm having visions. Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders as they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your getting closer. He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? He's coming for me. This was the movie that I picked. And the reason I picked it was, uh, number one, it was October. It was Halloween season. It was spooky season. Number two, um, it was a new movie by James Wan. And I'm a fan of The Conjuring. And that some of those, I mean, they got a little bit whatever, but I'm a fan of those movies. You know, um, I didn't see Saw. Aquaman. Saw, love Saw. You know the, what I mean? The original Saws, like the first yeah. three Saws. Um. And I mean, I am a fan of the Furious movies, Fast and the Furious movies. As ridiculous as they get, that's what I like them for. I like them because they're absolutely bonkers and off the off the wall, just like ridiculous. So I knew he did this film was the first piece. The second piece was when this movie came out, this was probably one of the most divisive films in the horror community that I had seen in a long time. People were either praising this movie and calling it amazing or calling it whatever they wanted to call it. And then there were people that were just like, this was the biggest piece of crap I ever saw. I can't believe I wasted time watching this. So I thought to myself, let's watch this and go from there. See what, you know, see where it takes us. And boy, did it take us, take us somewhere. <laughs> it, it certainly did. 
Um, it uh, it even resurrect. Did it resurrect the New Line Cinema line? Um, or is that back? No, it's still back. Never mind. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Back no. to the show. It's uh, the fuck is what is Sean talking about? <laughs> Dude, this move. Okay, I'm gonna say from like. I think I don't know, dude. The, the, the only way to, to really get into this much is to really just start talking about what this movie is. So let's get right into the plot. This movie is two movies, two genres of movies. Oh, one at the beginning, see. one at the end. We'll get into that with the story. There's a bunch of different genres happening in this movie, which was uh, there, there's there's an obvious break. You know exactly when it is. Oh yeah, and oh it, yeah. It changes from thriller, horror, suspense. What the fuck is going on? Murder mm-hmm. mystery? Not murder mystery. Well, maybe murder mystery. Yeah. And then it goes right to <laughs> action with with like with a trauma twist. <laughs> if you've ever seen trauma films, dude. Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it, I mean, so the movie is dense too. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I don't think there's really any way we could talk about this without just spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. You know? God. Because you, you should not listen to this unless you've seen this movie. Because we're going to have to talk about a lot of the stuff that happens. So the, the idea is, is we're introduced to this woman who's at the beginning of the film, she's pregnant. We're introduced to her and her abusive boyfriend. Um, and we watch husband. him. Uh, was it husband? Oh, she, he was a husband. Okay. Uh, we watch him. He physically assaults her. He basically shoves her head up against the wall and the back of her head smacks against the wall during this argument they have. She turned off the Jake Paul fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I, I, I don't know. He's I don't watching know some was, nonsense. But... Uh, I love that he's on the phone, not even watching it. Right. She turns it off and he's like, what are you doing? I'm watching that shit. Uh from there, this is where it gets kind of weird because at first he's he's banished to the couch for the night and we start getting supernatural things happening. Uh, refrigerator doors opening by themselves, lights turning on and off, the blender going on by itself, TVs playing by itself. Then we get this weird kind of almost like the ring or grudge style moment mm-hmm. where, you know, he sees somebody sitting in there watching TV. TV shuts off. It's a dark room. He flips the light on. The person's not there, right? The couch cushion. Oh. That was, that cool. was cool. Yeah. That, that, that was the peak. That, well, I was, there was actually a <laughs> no. lot of things in this movie that were genuinely creepy. Like they, it was it, done. It really well. kept you guessing, but it was clever. It kept you guessing. You weren't sure if it was real. If yeah. It was an, uh, an aberration, uh, a specter or whatever. Yeah. This thing ends up attacking the guy and killing him. And uh, cops are in the scene. You know what's going on? The, the woman you know she comes down and sees this and can't believe it right so um this thing chases her up to the room and 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 pushes her you know down or pushes the door down and knocks her out she wakes up and she's in the hospital the cops have come to the scene and are like holy crap she's got to be the suspect there's no one else in the house there's no sign of forced entry you know the uh word on the street is is he used to smack her around so case closed right she killed him and uh, while she's in, she's in the, um, she's in the hospital. She finds out she had lost the baby. Baby's gone. They couldn't save the baby. Fourth one, right? This comes out as well. While she's there, her sister's there with her half sister, 
And that's what I'm saying. This movie starts to get really crazy because all these layers just keep coming off as you go along. You find out she's a sister, but it's a half sister because she's adopted. Um, you find out half, by the way, what do you call? Oh yeah, you're right. Right. Adoptive sister. Half is you share a parent. Um, but all of a sudden, like more murders start continue to happen. And as they happen, this woman is seeing them like psychically seeing these murders go down. And it's this, this very cool transitions, by the way. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll get to that too, because there was parts where I was like, yeah. And there was parts where I was like, Ooh, I like it. Like that was cool. Um, she's witnessing these things go down and she's starting to see who this killer is clear more, you know, you know more clear as it happens. And it turns out to be this like, Candyman style dude with super long greasy hair like the the whole trench coat look you know what i mean because that's what this gave me vibes of with that creature like Candyman, almost the way it showed up the way she was seeing visions of him and all this stuff um and as it starts to play out we find out there's actually more to the story it's it's not just visions it might be that she it's her imaginary friend so is it an imaginary friend a true paranormal entity is it the devil or is it is she just have another personality and it's her the entire time. Right. And this continues to build up with, again, more and more layers of stuff or a telepathic link some way, somehow, right. To a killer. And, and this thing just kind of keeps the layering on. And and like I said, more stuff comes off. You're like, what's happening. We end up finding out that she, uh, before she was adopted, she had been a part of some scientific research, you know, study for years and years. And, uh, all of these memories had been suppressed, so she had never remembered them until she went under hypnosis. Meanwhile, all, what we're finding out is a lot of the people who were scientists and doctors during this time are the ones who are being killed. So they're like, it's got to be her. She's, you know, she's doing this. She's got a split personality. And um, until we get this reveal that she was literally a twin, there was she was a paras- there was she had a parasite ba- basically attached to her living off of her kind of organs and brain activity and well it's a parasitic twin it's not a fully formed twin right and so that's when the movie changes yeah because then we find out these research these scientists were like oh this thing makes her super strong we have to we have to figure out how why this is right oh we don't care that they're just she's killing everybody uh, no, I don't think she had killed yet. She had just hurt somebody by then. Um, but the beginning of the film, the beginning of the film shows us where this all goes bad. And like the science, the, the research facility, she actually is killing people and doing all this stuff. And at that time, that's when she's like, we've got to remove the, the tumor, right? We've got to remove the cancer, remove this thing. So would flash, would you say it's a malignant tumor? Ooh. I see what you did there. <laughs> so if, when, when we, that was the beginning of the film. So by the end of the film, you tie it together. You're like, oh, snap. That's what happened, right? So that's when that night, you know, they remove it. And we find out that not only did they like cut it all away, there was a piece of it they couldn't that was stuck to her brain. So instead of just removing that piece, they sh- shoved it into her skull cavity and closed the skull oh. up. She was young enough. I think the, 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 I'm going to put this in air quotes, the scientific reasoning uh, for, for them wedging the portion of basically they were sharing a brain. Yeah. And, or, or at least the brain stem. And you really can't do a whole lot around the brain stem. Uh, from what I yeah. understand, it might kill you. Not being a doctor, 
supposedly i mean horror logic right so so they they just wedged in there because they cut a a portion of the skull out and then they can what terraform the skull apparently apparently that's how it works but when you know so it basically got wedged back in there and the logic is again horror logic is that because she was adopted and has a sister she has no need for gabriel Mm-hmm. Once her her adoptive sister, the yeah, daughter of was born, you know, her sister being born by her adoptive parents, she didn't have a need for this Im- imaginary friend, which was kind of horrifying the way they portrayed it. That was, I mean, that was well done. That little kid yeah. that played yeah. Uh, young, yeah, crazy pants, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you know on the telephone, yeah, and, dude, and that was cool. In the sleep but, when she thought she was gonna cut the cake, and he's like, got it. God. Oh my goodness! Dude. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it became the mom there, and and I knew it was going to happen too. As things started to dissolve, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit! Watch that be the mother's stomach, dude." Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the the brain, the idea is that that at that age, the brain, the the body, the the skull can shape around that excessive mass in the brain. Yep. Um, and then it was just dormant until dude pushed her through the wall. Yeah, and it woke it up, cracked that skull open. Yeah. And so apparently this skull not only cracks open, this thing comes out and now it is a actual physical being that takes over her body um, and moves backwards now because it's, it looks out of the other side of her head. And we know this to be a fact because, uh, you know, she's arrested for the murder of uh, no, the kidnapping of her real mom. They end up finding out her real mom was never, you know, never died in labor. She was 15 years old when she gave him up. Um, and so she's she's arrested. She's in a holding tank because this is the biggest fucking prison cell I've ever seen. She's in a holding tank with like 15 other women, um, large, Seattle, large, so large, Marge large being Marge. one of them. <laughs> All right. Disco Inferno and large Marge. Wait, dis- like to- the wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. Um while they're picking on her, right? All of a sudden, this thing starts to go nuts, and she I'm literally sorry. reaches. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Disco Inferno taking his <laughs> taking his his jacket off with his orange <laughs> pants and just doing the, uh, you know, the, the gyre. <laughs> yeah, the dance with the the hand. Yep. WCW 1997. Um. <laughs> so here Jeez. we are in this in this cell, and she reaches behind her head and splits her the back of her skull open and out comes this creature thing mm-hmm. and now the movie has turned into a death wish a creature film like like a, a monster film right a, a legit creature like this looks like a tom savini style creature coming out of the back of her head mm-hmm. and mixed with the matrix all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. like this thing was like neo you know bending backwards Slow mowing time, snapping wrists, popping popping legs out of sockets, and then there's a scene where she's like, "There's this shootout in the bullpen, which is legit, just like one camera that just keeps zooming around using this weird wide angle lens." And we'll talk about that a little later. But dude, the movie just takes this complete in the last like forty minutes, hard one eighty, and goes. Hey, let's go see what's happening over here. <laughs> what if we did this Ooh. kind of movie instead? <laughs> and then it becomes yeah. this absolute bonkers of a movie. 
and then throw in inception or like i don't know what else what else could you see happening with how crazy some of that stuff was going on dude uh it just it just went it that's all i can say dude the it plot is basically that yeah the plot is basically this girl had this parasite that controlled a lot of her when she needed the the, the protection right things that would help protect her and uh when physically removed it lay dormant until it was awoken and then uh yeah it's it just goes bonkers yeah well and and you know part of it uh you know we we get some they do a good job though of setting up there's some wacky shit going on like yeah they say you know they show the first per the the first doctor that was killed was basically they say well the person that killed him was had to be upside down yeah when they did it because oh that was the, know, the husband because the he reached oh, down yeah, and yeah. did something to the neck and slammed the neck or something like that yeah so it had to be upside down so how is that you know happening yeah and actually just mean, dropping from fire escape to fire escape with no with such ease you know mm-hmm. it made you think it made you think at first like that it it felt paranormal it was a red it was a good red herring yeah but it the reveal and thereafter was just bonkers this it went from <laughs> that's being, the word dude bonkers it really you know, is it's like if the matrix like to your point if it was like the matrix it's like if uh, the first half of the movie was you know 1 million bc or the land before time let's go with something even more <laughs> ridiculous and the second half was this yeah. was was a horror slasher movie it 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 was very um it was two movies that were mashed into one See, to me, it felt like a little bit more like three, maybe even four. At first, it felt like it was going to be paranormal, like the grudge, like the ring, like this kind of this maybe Mm -hmm. dark creature, this anger thing. Then it started to manifest into a physical being and it became a slasher style film with this thing having its own almost like um, it kind of reminded me also of you ever see uh, what is it? Jeepers Creepers how that you know, thing had its actually. own like little warehouse it's well it becomes this weird thing of all of a sudden now it's got the the attic and it's fashioning weaponry and it's got itself this this overcoat and everything so then it became that kind of film then it became like that bonkers monster style film like maybe a pumpkin head you know what i mean where you're just like what the f- what kind of, what is this it's a, it's legit a real creature because like when they had her sitting there and they were doing the the whole thing with her saying, okay, well, he's suppressed, so he can't hear you, you know, now, and she's talking and she, they're watching that video, the VHS, the sister and the, the mom, you know, they're watching this mm-hmm. thing. And then all of a sudden the camera comes around and this fucking things on the back of her head, almost it's like, hor- you're like, holy shit, you're horrified, right? It became one of those kinds of movies. And then it became Fast and the Furious Matrix with everything else we just saw wrapped into it at the end. You know what I mean? Just like that, just over the top action sequences, swinging camera angles, like the, the, he might as well have thrown in the chemical brothers as part of the soundtrack. You know what I mean? Block rock and beats. (laughs) Dude. It's just, yeah. 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 There was, it was something. It was definitely a genre bending film and, and not, not the way, let's just say it like this, not the best execution of mixing of genres. It was different. Here's an example. 
this is music, but it, I think it serves the point, serves the point. So it, it, it makes the point. It serves the purpose. Mm -hmm. We all know David Lee Roth recently <laughs> retired yeah. from music. David Lee Roth. If you, if you don't have ears, um, is a, you're not listening to this, um, is, uh, was the original, well, maybe the original Van Halen, uh, lead man. He was on the stick as it were on the mic. Um, and he put on a show. David Lee Roth in his later years did a bluegrass album called Strumming with the Devil. That's not wow, as weird that's as vague, That's vaguely familiar, man. I think I remember that actually. Tangent. That's not as weird as Rob Halford doing a music album or a, 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 a Christmas album. <laughs> nice. Yes, that that's, not, that's not as weird as Christopher Lee doing a metal album. Mm. Garth Brooks doing a, a, a alt rock album <laughs> chris gaines but oh god uh, I, I say the whole david lee Roth that was analogy. his parasitic twin bro jeez man <laughs> if only he i think he ate the other one. Oh god um, but you know david lee roth took van halen songs and a van halen title running with the devil and went bluegrass with it so that is a good mashup of something but so you're saying yeah. this mashup it's a little a little much little busy yeah, it's, it's, it's like if you would put three dvd sleeves one right next to each other <laughs> as opposed to a box set sleeve that goes over top of all three that encompasses all three of them but it's nicely. like you took all three different three different kinds of movies and put them into a box set that don't belong together it's like you took three different movies that he either wrote directed or produced in the past and put them together in this all movie. together yeah yeah uh that's basically all we can say about the plot you have to watch it and here's the thing you have been if you really are listening to this and you haven't watched it you're you're probably like what thinking to yourself what the shit you're did i just going hear? to you probably weren't going to and now we're talking about it and you're like i don't No, you don't need to what the now you need to yeah you're <laughs> because like, if we sat through wild. it you need to uh dude let's get into the actors and acting So I don't watch much TV recently. I don't watch, you know, some, many of the newer movies. So to me, this entire cast and crew didn't know who they were. Mm -mm. Not at all. Uh, the only thing that I recognized was James Wan. Uh, and I yeah. even had to look him up. Annabelle Wallace, the lead who plays Maddie. Um, she was familiar only because in certain lights, she kind of reminded me of um, what's the girl from the hunger games again jennifer is it jennifer Love hewitt no you know who i'm talking about the one who plays jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence in she some lighting she kind of looked like her and then some yeah. lighting she kind of looked like um angelina jolie and then in some lighting yes. she was like a cross between the I wonder, two i wonder if they weren't um ironically both of the this one and jennifer lawrence were in x-men first class <laughs> there you go uh, this one played amy whoever the hell that is. Um, but, I, I see she's yeah. in Peaky Blinders, which I knew was a big show back in the day. Uh, she was also in the Tudors was a big, was a big show back in the day. I love how you say back in the day. Cause it didn't end <sighs> a year and a half ago. <laughs> well, Peaky Blinders started in 2013. So I don't know how yeah. long she ran for in that show. Episodes. That's all. I know. Um, but you know, she doesn't stick around in a lot of, she's just, she's a, a character actor, a bit part for the most part. I think she did a good job in terms of the acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really I, enjoyed. I thought she did great in this role. I kind of got lost in her in a good way with watching her with um, I was I was trying to watch it with like the wrong glasses at first. 
Um, <laughs> metaphorically, not yeah, literally, yeah. not the wrong pair. I didn't pick up E's mom's glasses and put them on. <laughs> yeah, uh, which would have been funny. Not really. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it, uh, I, I was watching it, trying to see what was going on because <laughs> with horror movies and or movies of this ilk or this perceived ilk uh, genre, I, I was figuring it was going to be a certain way. So I'm looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but ultimately, I, I I stopped and was like, all right, let's just see how where this goes. Mm. That's what I did. And yeah, yeah she did a she did a pretty good job, I would say. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of what she had to play was emotional, and and I think she, she you know she pulled it off. Being able to take that kind of head smack to the back of on on the wall. I mean, I'm sure it was done safely, and there was things to break away and stuff. But man, it looked good. She was uh, method. You know, I think that towards the end, for me, it was more the writing than her acting, right? And probably direction in what they told her how to be at the very, very, very end. But to me, it was, that became a little, it, it was kind of hokey when she was just like, I will be waiting for you. You know, that whole like, that ending. At the end. <laughs> okay, Chris Claremont, <laughs> let's write some X-Men well, Phoenix Saga. James bullshit. Wan's a comic book writer as well. Yeah. So, so, so is Chris Claremont. That <laughs> so was my buddy. I'm going to see him this weekend. I want to see what, what did he write? James Wan, in terms Bullshit. of comics. Um, yeah, but dude, Oh, maybe probably like comics for his, his horror book, his horror movies, huh? Like rent. Uh, uh, did he write anything from Aqu- Aquaman? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm wondering. Um, uh, I mean, he, yeah, but that, that ending was like, and yeah, the brooding and all that stuff. Like, oh, she is mighty. She is fierce. She became an Instagram motivational post, you know? Yeah. And and that whole, I'm going to lock you in a cage and I'll be ready next time. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Shadow King versus Charles Xavier did it better in <laughs> X-Men 1994. <laughs> uh, Maddie Haddison is the sister. Uh, Maddie Hassan. Hassan is the sister. Um Again, she's only on some TV shows, Twisted, The Finder, uh, a YouTube premium series called Impulse. Couldn't tell Ooh. you anything about those. Uh, she was in a, a few movies, none of which I've seen, but I thought she did a good job, too. You know, she played the good that that sister that you could tell she cared. But and then she became that the investigative sister. Detect- who, yeah, uh, what the hell? <laughs> she's doing more saying, work than the, than the detective is. That's what I'm saying, dude. This movie was because at first she's an actress, right? And I was I acted in a TV show and blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden she was just like doing their job for them. Yeah, which the one dude. I mean, it basically you you have what um, the the detective Shaw is the good cop, and Detective Moss is mm-hmm. like the police captain from Lethal Weapon. Dude, she's the Kmart version for Wanda Sykes without the comedy. I was thinking that too, actually. You know, I was like, is she supposed to be like Wanda Sykes? Because it feels like that's what she was trying to do sometimes, like with certain attitudes and the way she was saying things. But then sometimes it wasn't it at all. Um, Well, you want to talk about her? Yeah, sure. What's she been in? Well, she broke onto the scene, movie scene in a uh, four star casino, man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. uh, um, but she wasn't faster with the rock, you know, that movie where it doesn't speak. <laughs> uh, um, but she did do 
I mean, she's been on like every sitcom that's worth mentioning. Holy Wonder cow, years, dude. Fresh Prince, Family Matters. Uh, I'll say it quietly. This uh, Blossom, Living Single, Martin, Martin. Ellen, um, Lois and Clark, dude. I mean, and that, and now we're at 1997. So, but it's look at how many episodes there are. One, dude, two, four, three, six, nine. She's still working in TV. Eight episodes of 2021's Black Mafia Family. Don't know what that is, but that's what she's on. Um, and she, I think she did a good job. Not that she didn't, you know what I mean? But it felt like, I don't know if it was written that way for it to be, which to come across that, that way or, um, maybe direction but in terms to see the thing is is that this movie had i think the writing also affected how the characters came across even you know you can only do so much with the words that are coming out of your mouth as an actor do you know what i mean and there were times where the writing in this movie was actually really good these characters felt natural and then there were times where it felt like some of the hokiest writing like cw style writing bro do you know what I yeah. mean? And I don't. Well, I couldn't understand what was happening. Why this kept going back and forth throughout this whole movie. Well, I wonder if she wasn't supposed to be. I don't want to say the foil, but if she wasn't the di- diametrically op- opposed to her and counterbalancing her, her, you know, detective counterpart. Which let's talk about George Young, uh, Doctor Shaw, Detective Shaw. Um, is that a Hawaiian name? Not Shaw uh george ng young no 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 no. that's not that's no uh kikoa yeah is that what they were trying to do i don't know i've I've, not a name i'm familiar with but whatever yeah but same with him you know there's uh, his tv shows his movies i don't really know any of them to be honest with you Uh -uh. uh so i think most of them are international he came across as um again I hate saying that the way I did with like saying that like the Walmart version or the Kmart version of, of whatever, but he seemed like the Kmart version of one of the top tier actors that you get on, like maybe from LA law or, or, you know what I mean? Or what's uh what's all the cop shows, the cop drama shows. I don't know. Law and order, law and order SVU. You know what I mean? It feels like he should have been coming off of that. Well, they're not, let's, let's not put them in a high tier because no, they're not, not that really, I'm, not that I am, but in terms of they're the standard anymore. Yeah. Right. So it felt like he was supposed to, especially with the entrance of this character, right? It looks like, uh, first of all, it looks like a, a Michael Bay shot with this, like the, the crane angle coming down mm-hmm. the, the fog in the night, the, the lights of the cop cars, just the angles and the kind of cars that are used, right? Mm-hmm. Like this look like it was ready for like P Diddy to jump on top of one of those cars with like, I don't know, name any, ra- I don't know who the rappers are anymore, but it felt like it was about to be a rap video. Here, and all of a Michael sudden it was Jackson this- from smooth criminal. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's this cop coming out. Right. And it becomes this thing of like, He's this younger cop. Um, and this is the thing that threw me off was like he's not cynical. He's still he's still <clears throat> dedicated. He's going right. to solve every case by donut time. We we walk into the crime scene, the first crime scene. Right. And there's this weird interaction with the crime technician that totally felt like a CW show. Like the writing felt like I was going like, what's going on right now? And that also was also went nowhere in the movie. Yeah, that's the problem with this is that there was so many things about it that like watching this movie, I could get into 
And then there were so many times that it took me out of it because of like the writing or specific direction, or even just the way it started to go off on a certain thing. So it's so hard for me to say, but in terms of the acting for these two, the detectives at moments, the writing was good. So they came across really well as, you know, as, as good detectives and, and it felt natural. And then there were times where it just felt hokey. And I was like on both sides, it just felt, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah, know what to was, say there. I mean, it was, it seemed like it was, everything was trying to be the opposite of whatever else was on screen. The, the yin to the yang, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and it, it just seemed forced also. Yeah. Then, uh, then we have the woman who plays the, the adoptive mother. Okay. Susanna Thompson plays Jeannie Lake, right? Um, no, sorry. Yeah. 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 Jeannie right. Lake. Um, when we're introduced to her, she, we find out, you know, she's the adoptive mother and there, she says something along the lines of like, tell me about Gabriel. And there's this moment of like, <gasps> right. And it looked like she was about to like freak the hell out. And then all of a sudden it was like, here, let me show you a video where you used to talk to imaginary friend. Like what the shit? Why is that mm-hmm. even, why did that again, this movie did these weird things. Right. But overall, I think again, she was, she wasn't in it where, she had too much of an impact in the storyline. So I think she did a decent job. There's a one moment where they're horrified, you know, when they see the, the, the twin thing that, that moment on VHS. And I think she did that. Well, you know, she looked, she looked completely terrified. Didn't take me out of it at all. It's funny. You said that a lot of this was like a CW show because (laughs) Susanna Thompson played, Marva Queen on CW's Arrow for oh, see, a I didn't see seasons. that. You didn't miss much. Spoiler <laughs> alert: she gets killed at one point, and then she's back again later. That makes sense. There's a she's, Lazarus Pit involved. Hey, she's also the Borg Queen in three episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, she is a character actor. Honestly, a lot of these people in this movie are. They're not. Yeah. No offense to them, but they're not leading. Ca- they're not leading cast people in high budget movies. Mm-mm. No, um, um, I think the most decorated person is the person that did the voice of Gabriel, who is an anime and and uh, VO and ADR person. Really, who Video is it? Game. Uh, Ray Chase done voices in Borderlands Three, Fallout, some adult epi- uh, Japanese cartoons, which Christian loves when I don't call them anime. <laughs> Um, Dragon Ball stuff. Japanimation, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, anime, stuff like that. Attack on Titan. Okay. Stuff like, you know, things that I don't watch. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Pokemon Journeys, the series. You know, stuff yeah. I don't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the voice was cool. That was a really cool voice, actually. Um, yeah. Any other actors and actresses that stood out? I mean, because the other ones are so surface and quick. Like there's that other, there's the um, the one officer that was supposed to age the girl. Like he's just kind of. He just drew a, a picture of the actress. Yeah, he's just yeah, kind yeah. of a throwaway, right? Like he's just he, not, he's not important. And he's, there's nothing that's impacting in terms of the guy's role in the film. He needed a SAG card. The uh, the one who plays the, the true mom, right? The birth mother. She's again. She meh. has actually a. Halfway decent uh, scene career. and a half. 
Oh, well, that too. <laughs> but also, I mean, she made she struck. You know, she. Uh, what, what, what's the phrase? She burst onto the scene <laughs> in the 1989 John Candy vehicle, Uncle Buck. Hey, okay. Uh, Tia Russell. I don't remember. Recall who was that? That wasn't the daughter, was it? I don't, I don't know. It's not important. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I mean, she's been in some good movies. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, and a whole bunch that don't even have Wikipedia links. Ant-Man, yeah. the first one. She played Liar. Okay. Okay. Uh, she'll be in Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Okay. We're going to see her more then. Well, I mean, Maybe. if you watch TV, she's on a lot of TV. Mm-mm. Yeah, me neither. So that's the end of that. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of acting, if you ask me, my thoughts are that they're unknowns at the very least. Yeah, they're all unknowns. And all of these actors had moments where they shone, where there was mm-hmm. these these moments of like, okay, so this looks good. This is believable. They these guys have some, you know, they're actors and actresses for a reason. And this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a hokey B movie. And that's why I feel like it was really came down to writing and what they had to work with in terms of writing. So there are times when if the writing really felt rough, you know, the acting, it just didn't come across natural. It didn't work well. And when the writing was was on point and it felt like it was it was it felt like there was something of substance, the actors were able to to latch on to that and really put in a a performance. You know what I mean? I, I think, quite honestly, the best acting was done by the kids. Oh, yeah, dude. The That girl was something else, dude. She was freaky, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's freaky, almost freaky. like you know i mean everybody knows what i'm talking about it's almost like reagan you know yeah you're right all right dude let's get on uh let's move on to the sound the music the soundtrack uh this soundtrack for me was the same way as the movie it felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be there was a lot of 80s synth and you felt like this was maybe a stranger things style soundtrack and then you got a few songs that were actually tracks music you know and it but it felt weird like it didn't it felt like a cw show in those moments and then you had moments of cinematic kind of like you know suspenseful sounds and cinematic you know you know what i mean like there was so it went from cinematic to 80s synth to indie pop and it just felt too schizophrenic for me, dude. It really that's a, did. That's a good way to summarize the movie, the the script. <laughs> uh, honestly, um, I I heard there there was some. I don't remember the whole movie's soundtrack, but when the whole movie is audio and score, and then they throw a song in randomly, it really messes with you. It, yeah, it you takes, notice it. Unless they're playing it on the radio and someone click turns it off, then it's supposed to be part of the movie. But and if you can weave that in cleverly as it's part of the movie, but it's also part of the soundtrack and the mm-hmm. suspense. I mentioned it before. Uh Devil, the yeah. M. Night Shyamalan movie where it takes place in the elevator. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie doesn't have any sound, so you don't know when you're supposed to be scared or what response you're supposed to have. And it's even more startling because you're expecting it. You're con- we're conditioned as movie viewers and TV viewers to pick up on those cues, to hear those cues. Right. If you don't have it, it's, it's like walking around a hoarder's house in the dark. 
don't know what the hell you're going to run into. Where are you going to stub your toe next? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't notice a whole lot of the soundtrack because I was, once that reveal, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you know, and, and it became... Oh, there was kind of a techno-y vibe too when there was that fight scene towards the end. So then, yeah, it, dude, it was very like all over the place, bro. Well, you know, like you said, very 2000, 2001, you know, let's throw in some Chemical Brothers again. Yeah. Put some Crystal Method in there. Now, don't get me wrong. The cinematics, like the suspenseful cinematic score, that kind of stuff sounded good. That was good. That the- was well done. 80 synth i love it so when i'm hearing it i like the sound of it and that's cool but there were times where it didn't fit what i'm watching on screen so it didn't it didn't sound right if it's a driving score or driving song not like beep beep but like you know you're you know you're working towards there's a crescendo coming somewhere there's there's a, a hunt or a chase or whatever that makes sense yeah if it's a if they're if they're csiing the crime scene that makes no sense. Oof. Yeah, but and then it, the it songs was, themselves, like I said, the ones that were actually songs. I don't know. There was one where she was folding laundry when she was doing the laundry, and the music started playing before we cut to her, where you could hear kind of. So it felt very, again. That's where it felt CW. I was like, "What is going on with this? What's happening right now?" It's like they they left it to an intern to edit the the audio in. Seriously, um. Wonder who got college credit for this. <laughs> yeah, so that's that for me. That's that's it in a nutshell. It's a schizophrenic soundtrack. Yeah, it, I, I would agree with you there. Let's go to the special effects. Again, dude, this movie was one of these movies where there were moments where the effects were brilliant for me, and then there were moments where it was like they ran out of budget right they ran out of budget and this is the stuff that you see typically on late night cable when it's time to do blood it's it's like adobe after effects blood splatter flying up you know what i mean it's, it's, it's like it's the template you just download the the the, the, the graphic the stencil the template dude um, would you say it's a step above public access <laughs> like i'm telling you man like the the scene with the girl in the research lab and we get the camera angle coming around and all of a sudden there's that thing connected to her horrifying mm-hmm. maybe savini level it looked great it's creepy you know the the fact that it was a physical it, it was practical i love that then you get moments where like she's snapping bone and bone's supposed to per- burst out in a second with blood squirting out and it was just like that looks ridiculous well it does or- not look good <laughs> Or in the jail cell where she starts to effectively pop and lock yeah. while, <laughs> you know, while, it, you know, it, it's, there was a toy when we were kids where you would turn the head around mm-hmm. and it would be a completely different face on the mm-hmm. head. It would turn around and it would be the other personality. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, Yeah, but like you push a button, the head would spin around like a cat that had a hair up his ass. Yeah, I remember. And it was like that, except the head, the you know, the embedded skull inside the skull would come out. Yeah. yeah. And now that part was kind of decent the first time or two you see it. Yeah. The the thing itself looked cool. It, Whether the yeah. CG, it looked cool. And then sometimes I I think they may have used practical at points, which looked cool, but typically it looked pretty decent. Your but thoughts on the go ahead, finish. 
No, go ahead. Your thoughts on? Well, I think the, we might be going to the right, the same place. <laughs> on the communication where they it's broadcast or it's a cell phone call. Yeah. What, your thoughts? I'm curious. I liked the idea when it was starting at the beginning of the film. I thought, oh, this is weird. This is great. This is it was over the radio fucked up way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it started to get to be like, it that doesn't make sense. Like, how does what? Huh? You know, it became all of a sudden where you could it gave ex- you time to. Th- it gave you time to think about it and like, eh, I don't know how much sense this makes. Yeah. I'm going to keep smiling and watch this movie for a yeah. little bit longer because I yeah. got it because Chris said so. <laughs> <laughs> That was rough, dude. There's this the moment where it went matrix and we keep getting this swinging camera angles going around and you could totally see the Photoshop style face, like the woman's face. It was the worst. It's the worst. Like when it's supposed to be the creature and the camera swings around and you see the woman's face posing like this. Oh God, that was bad. It looked like it was, it was bad. It was a mask from Mrs. Doubtfire just light on there rough, rough. it looked like it was almost like a sandra bullock took a nap look on her face it was rough mm-hmm. the snapped neck of the husband looked cool mm-hmm. that was creepy and looked cool and even when we saw this thing for the first time and it was kind of grudge style you know that that was creepy and i thought that looked awesome they did a lot of good jaws type things with it yes you know it, yes it, no the reveal was pretty much all at the same time with, like you said, you know, panning the camera around to see the parasitic twin and everything else. And that's where it. But then it became a lot of matrix style movement. Like I said, all of a sudden it became this thing where it was this, an actual character that you could see that was moving certain way and all kind of weird. And the scene where it's, you know, dropping down from, from firescape to firescape looked cool. But there was still, you could see it's a compute. You could see the, the CG work. You could see it. Like it was literally, it was rough. And there that's what I'm saying. Too much. And there, it, the fantastical of Detective Dude, oh, I'm going to jump from this fire escape onto this, you know, hard plastic dumpster lid. And I'm just going to laugh it off like a kid that fell off a roof. <laughs> Happens, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's rough, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, it, it left a little bit to be desired. Let's, let's call it realism. When we first saw at the beginning, when that dude, uh, when you know, the security guard had to go in and try to shoot the tranquilizer in, uh, mm-hmm. and he pulls his arm out and the bones jutting out, that looked cool to me. That was I, it feels it almost feels like it was almost all the practical that looked better, and maybe that oh, was CG, no. but like in the moments of high action and quick camera movements, and it was time to use CG, it looked rough. But the it was other dark, time, though, dark yeah. room, so that definitely helps. True. And the other time the CG looked rough for me, dude, is when they showed the hospital, that hospital on the side of a cliff. Like it looked like it was literally a painting out of a Tim Burton Gotham City landscape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the Tony Stark house in Malibu <laughs> is all CG. Yeah. You didn't know that until yeah. I just said that. No, I well, I did know about you, it because I knew that make, you know what I mean? But watching it, you would never, you'd never in your and that's what I mean. think it right. That's why I bring that up because this you didn't know, but this was like <laughs> the Avengers cartoon where they see the, or the red skull has the thing up. At, uh, he sees the castle where you can pull mm-hmm. like the, diff- the nine realms into where with the North stones. Okay. The cartoon did it better. The story also, yeah. but it looked, it looked like a Scooby-Doo mystery mansion is with the, the lightning and stuff mm-hmm. in the background. 
Yeah. Um, it looked a lot like one of those. The cliff, you know, the the big giant full moon. And like when the, the girl's there to investigate, like she literally pulls her car all the way up to the cliffs, the literal edge of the cliff. And I'm just like, this is just like the I'm, worst. I'm, I'm right blowing now. like, maybe I'll blow the car off the ledge. <laughs> oh, uh, man. It, you know what? It, honestly, it looked like Arkham. How certain, yeah. Yeah. Certain yeah. Batman 100%. movies will put Arkham way off on the cliff or Wayne Manor or, totally. or anything that's up on a cliff. That's this big, mysterious place that you shouldn't go. Totally. Dude, Chris totally. would like to investigate. But yeah, it's it was every a lot of it was also wrote. Like mm-hmm. this is normal for every movie that came before yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The turn was weird. You know, the reveal was like, "Whoa, okay." Mm-hmm. And then it was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'd like to check out now, please." I yep. had my phone in my hand for a good portion of it. Yeah, dude, it was. Um, do you know what this was? Because this isn't. Have you ever seen it's an old 80s horrible horrible B movie called Basket Police Case? Police Academy. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You ever see Basket Case? No, but I was telling you I heard a Brian Posehn interview where they talked about this and he said that's a movie no one should ever watch. Um, yeah, 100%. It's a movie no one should ever watch, but that that's what this movie was. Except mm-hmm. it didn't they didn't stuff it in his brain. They removed it and kept it in a basket. And it was the one that went around wanting to kill all the people that removed them. Like it was the weirdest thing. Wait, the brain wanted to kill everything. It wasn't a brain. It was a, it was a, a growth out of the side of his body. Oh, so yeah. the growth wanted to kill everything. Yes. So it's not unlike the movie rubber where the tire wants to kill everything. There you go. Or killer sofa where the, <laughs> or the velocipaster. <laughs> these are all okay. these. These, these are, are the movies, movies that we will be watching at one yes. point. These are, well, if we had to watch this, uh, let's hey, get into well, our final thoughts and let's review. Don't forget Lamageddon. I haven't seen that one. Let's get into our, our final thoughts and review. And we're going to be um, we're going to be rating this out of five exploding light bulbs. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so this movie had some good moments. Um, I'd say it had less good moments versus i'm not sure how that makes sense moments or what or huh or that didn't make watching these things in a vacuum maybe made sense but watching them in sequential order as you do with movies uh, as the artist intended it to to be viewed didn't make sense a lot of times i did like the 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 tarantino aspect of some of the things you know the beginning we, we see as you mentioned the guy goes and shoots the trank shoot her shoot her mm-hmm. clever girl no mm-hmm. no not so clever um you know he loses an R, or you know we talked about it rewind a minute and a half you'll hear what exactly what it really happened um and then you hear the the main doctor say cut cut the cancer out of yeah cut, cut out the cancer and cut to um uh, madison comes home from you know the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. she comes home from work she's not feeling too good she's pregnant blah 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 this stuff we've covered already so you're like, oh, what happened there? There's some intrigue, some questions, some mystery. Yeah. And then we go into, you know, the movie. Eventually, the videotape is sets it back up of this is what we see the doctor in the POV in a point of view mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then we see the other end of it from the doctor's perspective, not from the patient's perspective or from right. the doctor's perspective. Um, so so that was that was kind of a nice 
aha moment for a lot of things. Um, the story was very uneven. The plot was full of holes. Um, give you know they gave you far too much of a let up moment to think about what the hell did I just see and how it makes no sense mm-hmm. in the broad scheme of things. Granted, it is based on a legend of a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, dude, what's his name? Roy, ouch, my back or whatever. Um, I don't. It's in here somewhere. Um, I have it noted here. Um, where does it say? I'm stalling for time. Edward Mordick. 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 Edward Mordick. Mordick. Whatever. Him. Big Ed. Yeah. Easy E. Whatever. He, um, the legend of this guy with a parasitic twin and he could hear it. That was the, the inspiration for this interesting Interesting. concept. Um, if it made, if, you know, if we didn't splice the matrix in with insidious and saw and, you know, LA law and law and order and whatever, I think it might have some, it's a very interesting concept that could be explored again and not suck. Yeah. Um, the acting I think was good. A bunch of, to, to me and to you, a bunch of no names, uh, which sometimes makes it better. Yeah. If Angelina Jolie was in this, I'd be like, oh, this is just like The Conjuring. Because wasn't she in that one, by the way? The no. first one? She was in a movie with a, that started with a C. The Changeling. That's the one. That probably has nothing to do with The Conjuring. And not the 1980 Changeling with, what's his name now? I can't think of his name. Oh, well. It'll come to me. With that other guy. But, you know, it, it's a movie that, uh, like I said, no names. Now, hear me out. No names are good. Case in point. George Christopher C. Reeves. Scott. Him too. Christopher Reeves. George C. Scott. George C. Scott's great. I don't care. Yeah. Dude, if you've never seen the Changeling. You. If you've never seen the Changeling in 1980. Oh, oh my thinking, God. It's amazing. He's great in Patton too, by the way. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he's yeah, awesome. he's amazing. I love him. He's the best. Um, but yeah, uh, Christopher, uh, if you say, if you think George C. Scott sucks, I will fight you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> um, but uh, Christopher Reeves was a no name when Superman came around. Yeah. I mean, his career did pretty well. Um, he had that unfortunate accident, but yeah, you know, yeah. I think was doing pretty well up until that point And even after until the Superman curse. Um, sure. You can tell me about that later. I'm not familiar. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, just the, the you know, I have a bunch of notes here uh, that there was up until the, the, the parasitic twin reveal, there was a good cloak and dagger, especially of, like I mentioned, the Jaws scenario. You don't see yeah. the whole thing. You see very quick cuts, very quick edits. Um, but man, th- the whole transition between different genres sucked mm-hmm. and the ending just fell flat and the whole thing fell apart for me. Yeah. You know, let's lock our parasitic twin psyche in a mental prison bar of cage prison mm-hmm. cells surrounded by blackness facing off like a greg capullo cover and you know i said why not make it a dream yeah i mean dallas season three. Oh, ta- talking about a dream dude that was one of the things we didn't talk about in the effects was that the sequence where it would change her reality right like some of those times it looked cool yeah. But I liked there was this one moment where the first time like she saw the murder, if she freaked out and instead of like it fading away that way, there was this weird wobble effect. And then she just came mm. out of it. 
if that had been the whole thing, I, I think I would have liked it. But anyway, yeah, the whole dream thing. How much? What's your rate? What's your uh, what's your scoring? Yeah, you want to get to the end of this, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? And and so obviously we use a a theme of the movie, yeah, uh, to as our rating. If you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> um, <laughs> there are light bulbs, several that explode. I wonder if the, what was the bigger budget? Do you think light bulbs, <laughs> light bulbs. or CG? Oh. It was light bulbs because they're like, listen, I'm going to use a lot of fucking fog machines and smoke in this movie. So we're going to need strong lights. So, hmm. I had, so I, I, I this is one of the few where I, I thought about what number I would give it in advance. And I actually wrote it down. And then as we talked, I changed it. Guess what? <laughs> Guess which direction it went? <laughs> it went down even more. Um, I mean, so the movie is a movie, right? Yeah, it's definitely a movie. It's more, it's more than I have ever done. Um, and we can armchair quarterback it all day long. Uh, it's a movie. It did happen. We did watch it. We both did, in fact. Yeah. Um, well, a lot, of, a lot of people did, actually. And, I mean, the reveal was great. But, man, the second half was just hot garbage <laughs> in the way it bounced around. I have to lower it again. I've got to give this thing like a flat two. Wow. Two exploding light bulbs. I will all watch right. it again. To make fun of it nonstop. But for me, um, yeah, I said a lot about how I felt, right? Like the acting was good until the writing got in the way for me, the dialogue writing. Um, the storyline was getting good until the writing got in the way and the plot just went insane. Uh the the music was good until it got in its own way, and all of a sudden it didn't know it. There was that's what was happening with this film. There was a lot of stuff happening here. There's a lot of really good ideas, a lot of cool concepts that didn't materialize, materialize, or they didn't, it didn't mesh in terms of how it, they wanted to, you know, he wanted to go with the story. Yeah. For me, it just, like I said, it was a very schizophrenic. It was very all over the place. One thing I can tell you is that there's a lot of moments in this film that I was very much in love with the cinematography, the, there's this, the, I, I the, commented about that while we were watching it. You know, like the beginning when he's going to shoot the tranquilizer and he can't. So then the, the the doctor gets in there to do it. We do this super quick kind of tracking zoom up on the shot with the barrel, like, you know, elongated right at the corner. It just looks awesome, right? This looks like it's it's made to look stylized, to look this way. You know what that kind of reminds me of is the the spoon scene from Pulp Fiction. Yes. A little bit. Yes. I mean, it's great inspiration to pull from. Yeah. And the execution to your point is very well done. Yeah. There's a what lot happened? of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that looks beautiful. I mean, it looks great, right? Like mm -hmm. there's the scene in the bullpen and just the way all this, the, the desks are set out and the lighting and, and the camera work to move around. There's, there's the scene, like I said, when the, when the, the, the first detective first gets there, I, I kind of made fun of it, but it looks nice with the way the cop cars are all kind of lined and the camera comes down on a crane shot with, you know, it looks awesome. Like fit, like visually, it just looks great. The one scene that I think is amazing is there's a scene where we see her in the house from above moving from room to room up I, the stairs. Dude, I loved that. That tracking that was shot great. was insane. I was watching yeah. that going, what? This is so cool looking, right? And the fact that it's like so much of these 
beautiful shots are just kind of wasted on Mm -hmm. the kind of movie that this is. Now, when I say wasted, it's because it feels like that had it been with a movie that was that, I don't know, was done, executed in a better way. It would have, that would have just added another layer to say that this is the perfection of this movie, right? So you have so many things in this movie that look good, sound good, just feel right. And then you have so many things that go off the wall and bonkers, and I'm going to say bonkers because sometimes bonkers is a good thing too. And I got to be honest, man, I could I can see myself raising the score the more I'll watch it because it feels like this is going to be one of those movies now that I know what to expect that it's going to it's almost a fun ride kind of movie because boy that reveal is something that you're not expecting and it's crazy it's all it's kind of jarring which is awesome. It's a great kind of effective thing in the film. And then they take the, they take liberties to say, okay, since we did this, I mean, if you guys are already believing the fact that this thing was controlling her, let's just see how far we can take it. Right. And so they do, and they're not afraid to do it. That doesn't change what I'm going to rate it because I was really expecting more from it. And it really threw me for a loop, but, um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go slightly higher than you, man. I'm gonna go 2.5 exploding light bulbs. But my, yeah, it's pretty low there because I was disappointed in what I was getting. It just so many times it felt like this was gonna be on a different type of a level kind of movie, and then it decided not to be. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. But I could say there are movies that are just absolutely horrendous, and I'll say they're horrendous, but I love them, and I can. I could see that if I watch this over and over, I might start to really enjoy a lot of the stuff I'm looking at and seeing, you know, for what so, it is. Okay, so I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to watch this movie again for next week. Just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I, I will schedule this for maybe end of February. We'll watch it again. Oh, interesting. We'll talk about it again. A revisit, huh? A, a re- maybe it'll be like a, be kind a, of a an cool. add-on. It'll be, we'll have to figure out the the whatever. Maybe yeah. we'll do a double take with ladybugs in this again. We'll do something. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure yeah, it out. We could do it. Yeah. Maybe what are we doing next? So in the, in the interest of uh, we suck at doing October movies in October, uh, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna watch an, a movie from that's you know, appropriate for October in November. It's also appropriate for November. If you think about black Fridays in November and typically you start your shopping in November to get ready for Christmas. So, and the uh, postal service has suggested that you do your shopping early because the last day to receive anything, to send anything with Christmas delivery is December 16th. So it actually fits that we're doing this next, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, So it's a movie I've heard of, never seen. Uh, It does have a hilarious name. Uh, the 1986 classic, in, in air quotes, Chopping Mall. What now? Find some way out of here. We're going to have to defend ourselves. This place got a sporting goods store? Heck and paws. Let's go. Come on. How are we going to get in? Don't worry. I got the keys. Ferdy, chain tanks. Grab the biggest. All right. What about shells? 12 gauge. Here. Oh, okay. Nice. Some two, two, threes. Oh. 
Let's go send those fuckers a Rambo Graham. Oh, you don't need air quotes, bro. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. You wait oh, until you see what a classic this movie is. Um, yeah, interesting. Well, Malignant was a film. And mm-hmm. uh, with that, Can't take that away from it. <laughs> nope. With that, we'll leave you, uh, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Sean, do you have any final words for them? Um, just continue to be safe and be smart. Uh, vote next time your uh, electoral uh, voting capabilities come around. Do your civil duty and voice your opinion. Because yeah. in, in the case of Sean Fritz, it could every have been vote heard. matters. Exactly. Votes. He's and still my mayor. Let's not forget Richard Nixon's head won the presidency of the world with one vote. There you go. There you go. Future Rama. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Uh, it is now time to unsilence your phones. <laughs>